What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. My mind, you just wake up and go rake. Uh, how about that by Will Middlebrooks? He throws him a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. He comes back with the changeup, and Middlebrooks is all over it. Red Sox take the lead. Here's Danny and Will. Prediction time, baby. It's free agency. The offseason is here. Rumors are swirling already. What is it? November 11th. That's the World Series recording. ended a week ago. James Click already got what? fired or let go. Whatever. Bro, whatever. There has got to be some type of what's the word other than disconnect? Uh, philosophic, what do they call it? Indifference. Philosophical indifference. That's what I was looking for. Because he's been really good. He's made a lot of good deals. He signed a lot of good players, and they win every year. The problem is, is that Click came on once Lunau was suspended from the sign stealing scandal. James Click came in. Dusty Baker came in. By the way, Dusty Baker is what he was not his managerial candidate. Dusty Baker was hired before James Click came into the Astros front office. Correct. So there's that. There's the disconnect between manager and front office. Reportedly, James Click did not want Jeremy Pena in the two hole. The Astros' record this year with Pena in the two hole was phenomenal. So you're seeing a, a difference between an, a more analytical approach with James Click to Dusty Baker, a little bit more historically old school. There was a trade too that Click wanted. It was Urquidy for somebody, and yes. last last second Baker was like, "Nope, I need him," and so he basically got like like undermined from in multiple occasions. Uh, so that just tells me that ownership didn't really want him there, even though he did some really good things, but ownership, if they're going to go with the manager before the GM, it's a bad look. No, he deserves credit with guys like Rafael Montero coming over. He signed Hector Neris. He I mean, really look at, well, pull. and there's a ton of, you know, the GM has a hand in a lot of that international scouting. We talked about in the last pod of all the guys that they signed at, such a low amount of money you know they've continued to do that there's even more guys in their system we don't even know yet but they're coming because all those same scouts and all that same scouting department uh knows they have the recipe for certain guys and it's worked out really well for them here's the deal people it's friday as we're recording this by the time you're listening to this might be saturday we're not fucking around on this episode listen up (laughs) straight into for agent predictions First, Clayton Kershaw returns to the Dodgers. One year, close to $20 million, according to John Heyman and Ken Rosenthal. G-Man Choi traded to the Pittsburgh Pirates from the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays kind of sucks for their fans. Three fan favorites, Kiermaier, Brett Phillips, and G-Man Choi, all gone within the last three months. That sucks for Tampa. Jose- what was, uh, Kershaw was, what, 23 mil? It's no. still The details are still coming out. They're, they're oh. a little shady. I don't want to like report false... News. I guarantee it's around 20. 
There's probably a hundred different reports on Twitter, all with check marks with different number figures. Oh God, don't get me started on Elon. <laughs> That's where we left the last episode. Yeah, we're gonna stay away from that because I feel like he, he hears everything. Ankle we say his name, wow. like it automatically goes to his phone. Um, not I'm not surprised by the Kershaw sign, by the way. He he wants to retire a Dodger, even though he's from Dallas. He's from yeah. you know, grew up a Rangers fan. He wants to, he wants to retire in Dodger blue. It's clear. Expect the Texas Rangers to make some noise. They spent over oh, yeah. five hundred million dollars last year. John on Gray, two guys on two guys. Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. They weren't expecting to compete in twenty twenty two. If they did, great. That's cherry on top. But they're expecting to compete twenty twenty three and beyond. They fired their president of baseball operations. They put Chris Young in charge of everything in that front office. And then he was a player. And I love that. It, he's a genius too. He's, he's a genius. What was that? Were you teammates with Chris at all? No, no, no. I played against him. Because he floated around him. a bit. Yeah. He's like six foot 10 or six foot nine. He's massive. He threw 80 poo. Mm-hmm. Basically you. <laughs> My spirit animal. But uh, he did it for a long time. Good dude. Smart guy. Worked with the players association. A lot did a lot of great things to help grow the game, help the players out understands the ins and outs of the business side, but also can give you the perspective of a player and somebody who's been there. So I think that's massive advantage um, for the Texas Rangers. And they brought in Bruce Bochy as their manager. Let's not forget about that. Yeah. So there, I, I talked to a guy. I'm not going to say his name because I didn't ask him if I could say this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he works for them. He is on their coaching staff. Um, and it was just like, Hey man, what's up? What's the deal? What's going on? Cause there's a lot of turnover there with their coaches and all that. So I was like, Hey, are you still part of the Rangers? He's like, yes, I am. Somehow I'm still here. He's a great dude. He played a while. Um, anyways, it's like, man, I can't wait to watch your off season unfold. And he's like pitching, pitching, pitching. Mm. And then he texts me back and said more pitching, mm. but who's the GM? He was a pitcher. He understands the importance of a solid, dependable rotation. Um, who is it? They just made a trade with the Braves and brought in Jake Odorizzi. That's yep. just a depth piece. That's not going to be one of their guys. The Braves are eating his entire contract, by the way. Right, right. So he's going to either be a long, like middle relief guy, or he can be a fill-in, into the rotation guy, because he still has good stuff. We've seen it. Um, they have John Gray, who's still got good stuff. They just uh, extended the qualifying offer to Martin Perez, who had a like an outlier year. He was really good. Um, so I, I I think it's smart by Perez. If 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 these analytical groups and scouting departments are going to dig into his numbers, he's not going to get some massive deal because of one year. They're going to say, "Look, man, it was an outlier year. Here's the rest of your career. You got to do it more than one year to get this massive deal." So I think Martin Perez accepts the qualifying offer. Because he's not going to make that much per year if he goes out and gets a three-year deal. He's mm-hmm. not going to get a three-year, $60 million deal. It's not going to happen. So he's going to take that $19 million or whatever it is for the the, the QO. Um, and that's another good lefty end of the rotation. I don't think he's going to be an ace. I think they're going to go get an ace. Uh, we'll get to that later in our predictions. Ooh, that's a little foreshadowing there. A little teasy. One quick tangent before we get to our predictions. I'd be remiss not to wish everybody a happy Veterans Day. Thank you to all our service men and women across the world that are allowing Will and myself to uh, be talking baseball over here. We wouldn't be able sure. to do so without them protecting us. So thank you. I know the military means a lot to you. It means a lot to me, my family, your family. 
So uh, thank you to all our veterans out there. Happy Veterans Day. Predictions. You have five players. I have five players. You have. I both. might have a bonus six player. Ah, oh, why you got to do that? You see, you're my because it was okay attitude. because it happened today because something came about today and it was like, man, I got to add this guy on there. He's not like a massive name, but he's a big name. He's not massive, but he's he's good. He's average size. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. What's your first player? I don't know your list. I don't know the teams that you have. I I know that we shared names so that we weren't we shared names so we wouldn't have the same guys right but i have okay, no i'm gonna start with the biggest in my opinion aaron judge yeah all right and this is one well i i don't have a definite prediction on this one and it makes me a little bit nauseous to not have a clear-cut answer because it drives me nuts when you do that <laughs> um my my initial reaction was he resigns with the yankees because the Yankees just cannot let him go into the New York Yankees and they need to flex their muscle that they haven't really been flexing the past few years. They need to just put their foot down and, and just kind of lay their dick and balls on the table. Both. It's going to take both <laughs> to get Aaron judge, but um, they just can't let him walk, man. I just, they're never going to hit into it. It's going to be like the new, new curse of the babe. I feel like, you know, it's, he was basically their whole offense last year. Like who were they without him? How does their fan base react? If, you don't bring him back. Um, so we don't have to go too in-depth here because we. this is one of those things we have to just kind of wait to play out because this is going to be massive. And it could go, you know, into late January, early February. It really could because there's a lot of money on the table with this. Now, if he goes to the New York Yankees, I don't think it's going to be eight, nine years. I don't think they will give him that. I think that he will go on a shorter deal, like a six-year deal at a higher AAV. So... I still think at six years, he still gets $300 million. So we're looking at 50 per year. He could be the first 50 per year player. And I think a healthy Aaron Judge absolutely um, deserves that. Now, there's a team in the weeds. It's not really the weeds anymore. They're not even in the rough. They're right in the middle of the fairway, and we all see it. San Francisco Giants. All right? Hometown. Not hometown. He grew up close to there. Right? How far? Depending on traffic, about an hour and a half. Okay. That's I grew up three hours from, from Arlington, right. but that was my hometown team. Like that's who I want, you know, that's who I grew up watching. Technically so, it would be the Oakland A's, but I don't think the Oakland A's they're not in the mix. Okay. Enough. He costs more than their stadium. <laughs> yeah. All right. And he's and he's actually more durable, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> <laughs> look, if San Francisco is going to get him, there's a couple of things we have to look at state taxes. New York's not great when it comes to that. You're still losing a lot of money, but California's worse. Um, I think San Francisco has to go far and beyond if they want to get Aaron Judge. I think they, if they get him, it's going to be on an eight year deal at 330, which would be about 41 and a quarter per year. So less AAV, but just that comfort. It's an extra $30 million. I don't know how much you're going to lose in taxes. You have to do the math on the percentages there. Um, so overall would make a little bit more money. Um, and the, just the extra two years of uh, knowing you have a job for two more years. Mm-hmm. But um, now you can look into deferred money and this and that. Like uh, who you said Bonilla and Bobby Bonilla and guys like that. Chris Davis. Um, so to clear that back up, if San Francisco gets somebody, it's going to be a massive deal. Much higher than 
um, projections have it. So I'd say if say if he goes to San Francisco, eight years, three thirty. If he goes to New York, just six years, but still three hundred, it's gonna be fifty per. So that's my Aaron Judge. I don't have a clear cut answer, but it's those two teams. I'm sorry. It's just it depends on. It doesn't even really matter what they offer, in my opinion. It's what Aaron Judge wants. He's he's going to get broke off and get the Brinks truck backed into his house anyway. So nobody knows but him and his agent. I don't even know if his agent fully knows. Cause Aaron, I don't know if he knows. <laughs> no, he knows because he's going to get 300 regardless. Yeah, but I don't so, know if he knows where he prefers at this point. I don't know. Not yet. I don't know. If he doesn't know, then I definitely don't have to know. All right. Who do you got? Well, you know, I'm going to do this to you before we move on. You're at, you're being held at gunpoint. You have to choose where Aaron judge plays baseball in 2023. What uniform is he wearing? You have to answer. New York Yankees. Okay. Moving on at $50 million. First $50 million player a year. 50. Wait, did I say that right? Yeah. Ish. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. It's your Texas accent coming out. Sometimes yeah. it kicks in. Sometimes it kicks in. Yeah. Whatever. I started out my list with a bit of a surprise and bang, and I don't think anybody's really talking about the potential of this landing spot, but there's a definite need for this ball club in the starting rotation. And he's arguably the best pitcher in baseball, and that's Jacob DeGrom. A lot of people are throwing out the Texas Rangers. Obviously, a return to the New York Mets is absolutely a possibility. San Francisco Giants have been flirted in the DeGrom conversations. I have him going to Toronto. Really? Toronto has a championship window. What do they need most? They were they had one of the best lineups in baseball last year. They're young. Vladi G, Bo Bichette, George Springer, unfortunately, has endured a lot of injuries. So, again, that window is getting smaller and smaller as time goes on. I have a question. Do you think they offer him more than someone else? Because... Yes. I Same re- they they did that with George Springer. The okay. the they went so the Mets. Do you have a number Athletic. like a guess? Right now, this is what the Athletic is projecting for Degrom. Keep in mind, the Blue Jays are. Oh, not I'm glad you're thinking for yourself. This is great. Two years, ninety million dollars, with an opt out after year one. This is according to Jim Bowden of the Athletic. Yeah. Also, I work with we work with them at CBS too. Right on HQ. Um, sports according to their article they have DeGrom their best landing spots are listed as the Mets Rangers and Giants I alluded to that so I'll let you go I'll let you go I just wanted to throw this in there if he doesn't go if he doesn't stay with the Mets watch out for the Braves they already have a really good starting rotation just put this plan in that seed so we can come back. I think to the Braves, to your point, I think the Braves are in a very interesting position this offseason where they already have their young guys locked up and Riley, Matt Olson. They need a shortstop with Dansby Swanson hitting the market, obviously. They have Acuna locked up. They have Ozzy Albies locked up. They just signed Spencer Strider. They signed Michael Harris. So they have I just feel like they have so many guys at, at, at kind of a discount. For the next few years, that they're willing to splurge on somebody. Jacob Degrom is in an interesting position in that he's because of his age, and, and his- that somebody that somebody might be Dansby Swanson. I mean, let's be honest; like he's going to get probably Trevor Story money. We're looking at like six one fifty, six one eighty, six one eighty. It was like 
which ends up being, you know, 25, 30 a year or 30 a year. And the only national, so not, shortstop. not, not 180, sorry, 6150 is what I'm thinking. The only nationally shortstop who has more home runs than Dansby Swanson since 2017 is Trevor Story. Correct. Jacob DeGrom is an interesting. He's a second baseman. So. Because Jacob DeGrom, come on. <laughs> Jacob DeGrom is the same age as Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw just got a one year deal with the Dodgers. And people are, and keep in mind, Kershaw has accrued a whole lot more innings than Jacob DeGrom over the career, including the postseason. Clayton Kershaw, despite the same age, he has an older arm than Jacob DeGrom at this point in their careers. Well, he doesn't throw 100, he throws 91. Correct. They're just so a different pitch, point. He has the pitch a little differently. But DeGrom but there's has, also way bigger uh, opportunity to get hurt when you throw that hard. DeGrom has serious injury history, especially recently. So if you're Toronto, your championship window right now is about two to three years, I'd say, and until you extend some of your guys like Vladdy G. They haven't extended Vladimir Guerrero Jr. yet. So right now your championship window is looking about two, three years. At this point, you sign Jacob DeGrom to either a two, three-year deal for a whole lot of AV because DeGrom's not going to be looking for a six-year deal, not at this age. See, I was thinking a three-year 120. I was thinking three-year 100. He's going to get close. He's going to get 40. Yeah, I think he gets – He's if Scherzer got 43, I think DeGrom will get 40. But Max Scherzer doesn't have the injury history that DeGrom has. I get that, but you're also rolling the dice at having the best pitcher on the planet. Toronto's rotation last year. Kevin Gosman was phenomenal. You had Alec Noah, who was a Cy Young candidate. If you don't take Gosman out of that game two game against Seattle or game three game against Seattle. Gosman and Manoa had their struggles in the second half, too. They had really good first halves, and then they kind of got tired, dude. They threw a lot of innings. We really like the Blue Jays' starting lineup. We really – their bullpen actually. Oh, they're going to hit. They're going to hit. Their starting pitching is where – and that's bullpen. They, get, they, need, bullpen. they need some bullpen. It gives them an opportunity in a very competitive American League East. If they want to get over that hump, they need an ace. Another one. They need they need more depth to that starting pitching. I think Jacob DeGrom gives them an opportunity. Yeah, you you, you obviously can't demand, depend on uh, Barrios. I mean, he's so flip of a coin, dude. He's either going to go seven shutty or he's going to give up seven and three. He's like, what? Where is the consistency? Because the stuff is so nasty. Anyways, we don't have to get in the Blue Jays too deep. I like that prediction. That's fun. That's bold. I just don't. I don't see it. I. I, I would hate it as a Red Sox guy. Swingjuice.com, the official merchandise provider for the Wake and Rake podcast. Your second prediction on your list is <clears throat> Xander Bogats. Have I heard of Xander Bogats? Is that how they pronounce his name in Boston? Yeah, Bogats. Mm-hmm. The kid, the kid Xander. Um, I think he resigns with the Red Sox. Hey, before you continue on, is he the best shortstop on the market? No, no. Trey Turner is. Correa. What about Correa? I so with those four. Okay, so with those four shortstops, we're splitting hairs. I, I kind of break it into two tiers, in my opinion. I think I think Turner and Correa. I mean, they're, they're close, but I think Turner and Correa, um, are are the the highest tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Correa had a down year, and it was still really good. It was a down year. Bogarts, like you look at war and stuff like that. Um, it's it's like near the top of shortstops, but but he also plays over the last five years, has played ninety over ninety percent of the games. So he's accrued more at bats and opportunities to up his war. That's also opportunity to lower it as well. But he's he's a good player, he's a consistent player, and that's why you see his war as high as it is over the last five year stretch. Um but back to the four shortstops, I feel like that's a two tier 
Trey Turner, Correa at the top. I think Trey Turner, I think we're looking at just south of 300, man. I think we're looking at like eight. I think he gets an eight-year deal. I think he signed for 280. We'll get to Turner in a minute but because uh, I have him on my list. But um, Correa is going to sign probably to something for like 240, probably like six or seven years. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where the um, guys are. Seven years, 196. That's their projection. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> I think he's okay. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, now back to Bogarts. Um the Boston and I'm going to get my soapbox for a second. The Boston Red Sox have to re-sign Xander Bogarts. They have to. He's their captain, heart's old team, whatever cliche you want to find. Um that's him. It takes a certain You hear my kids screaming? Yeah. They're playing. They're happy at least. But um, they're the big fans of Xander Bogats. Um, Boston is a hard place to play. So you could go out and spend all the money in the world on Trey Turner or Danzy Swanson or Carlos Correa, or you can roll the dice and say maybe Trevor Story can play shortstop for us, which he probably could. But you're going to have to replace him at second base then too. So then you have to look at like a McNeil or somebody like that. Pay the guy that has already proven that he can play every day. He can handle the heat. He can be a leader in that clubhouse. He can hit homers. He can play D. His defense has gotten better and better and better and better. He puts in the work. Boston is a place that is rare in a way that the front office has to take the temperature of the fan base. You don't do that most places. The the front office goes, yeah, we're going to do whatever we got to do, whatever. You lose the fan base in Boston, you lose everything. Because that's what makes the place special. They want Xander Bogarts there, um, and as so, I I think six years, one eighty. I think he's earned that. I think mm-hmm. six years, one eighty gets it done. Give him thirty a year. Uh, call it a, is that gone. gets him to age thirty six. It's not like he's playing a forty. You know, he's an infielder, so it's hard to get those guys past thirty five. Um, but he if he can't if he needs to he can move to third base. Yeah, I've seen him play third base. He's played third base for me before. When I was there and when he was a kid. Um, so he, he has the body and the the ability and athletic ability to, to move over if he needs to later in his career. They also have a DH where they can be able to use him to keep him off his feet here and there can like plan because JD Martinez is leaving. I think they're going to use kind of a uh, rotate rotation at DH is what it kind of seems like at this point, unless they randomly sign like Jose Abreu, but he plays first base too. So who knows? Um this guy named Tristan Cassis there, who I think is going to be a stud. He'll probably play a lot of first base next year. But um, so sign Xander, six years, one eighty. It's not my money. I get it. As soon as that ink hits the paper, you're on the phone with Rafael Devers. That was my next question. If because you need to lock Xander. him up as well. So after this 2023 season, he is a free agent. Mm-hmm. He's available to elect free agency and go elsewhere. They got to get that done. And if he has another season like he did last year, then that price is going to continue to go up. Sign him now. Don't have this distraction all season. Of of are you going to sign? Are you going to sign Rafi? Uh, you know, well, you lost Bogarts. You're going to lose him too. Like, where's your organization? Like, it becomes a distraction if you're not signing these guys. So, get it done. Both of those guys book it. Spend the money. Be the Boston Red Sox, your top four organization in the sport. Get it done and stay there. I can't look at 
that Trevor Story signing and just completely look past it and not think that Trevor Story is going to play shortstop again. Like the way he was so good at second base, like Gold Glover at second base, and he's a Gold Glover who can go hit bombs. The Gold Glover at shortstop too. Yeah, but there's a question with his arm, dude. It doesn't look right. It does. It doesn't look right. Ah, That his throwing motion looks off to me. It it doesn't look weak, but there's definitely something there. I know he's had the elbow issues in the past. Uh, he he had a ton of other issues last year, but man, I I'm not gonna say I don't trust him to play shortstop, but I I just don't know if that arm is gonna hold up. I just know the way Heim Bloom's mind thinks. I just don't know if he signs Trevor Story, if it's not a concession plan to losing Xander after the next year. If he's healthy and continues to produce like he produced last year, it doesn't matter where he's playing because you're paying right. for that offensive production. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. We'll see. I just don't know if Heimblum loves the idea of paying Story, Bogarts, and Devers three out of the – oh, wait, throw in Hosmer. I guess the Padres are eating. Yeah, they're not really playing, paying much for Hosmer. I don't know how that's going to shake out, dude, because they're going to – I feel like they want Tristan Costas to play every day. He's yeah. nasty. I think he has a really, an opportunity to be a really special player. I just don't know if he loves the idea of paying those three guys a combined $600 million, if not more. I think, I don't know, man. I, you know, I I really, I don't know what to expect from him. I really don't because he's such a smart guy. He understands the game and it's hard to question his moves because so many of his moves work out when they don't look like they're going to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I just think this situation with bogey endeavors, you like, you just kind of, you got to handle it different. They're not everyday players. They don't grow on trees and players like that. Like I said, I'll keep saying it over and over again until this gets done. It's so hard to find good players who can mentally handle the grind of Boston. It's hard. So go ahead. Another shortstop who we alluded to earlier, Carlos Correa. Potential fits, according to CBS Sports' list, Dodgers, Cubs, Twins. I have him going to Chicago. Me too. Do you? I like him going to the Cubs. They were looking for a shortstop last year. They ended up signing in Jolton Simmons. I don't think they wanted in Jolton Simmons. I think that, that was a patch. It was they knew, they knew what year was coming. They knew how last year was going to go. I don't really know what Chicago's doing at this point in time. When you consider they signed Stroman to that long deal, they didn't add really anybody in free agency other than Stroman last season. They're in a unique spot though, because the National League Central, Cardinals are a very good team, but I think the National League Central is winnable. It, it, there's, there's an opportunity to at least compete for a division. There's a lot of there's like three above average teams. Well, two, two right now. But neither of those teams are juggernaut. We thought the Brewers were going to be a juggernaut last year, and they just weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nico know, Horner so. had a very strong season, by the way, in 2022. Nico Horner did a very solid infielder. They're hoping to get more from guys like Nick Madrigal, but maybe you see a Suzuki as more of a utility player and you have an everyday player in Carlos Correa at shortstop Madrigal can fill in where need be. Yeah. They have a lot of holes to fill. They're going to have to spend a lot of money to be competitive in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I have some guys team. over there that are coaches on that team. I haven't talked to them about this, but I, I have a buddy who's a scout there who thinks they're going to make a splash. Mm. And you don't just go get Carlos Correa and expect to win. Like you have to add, couple pitchers you got to add another bat as well they're gonna have to add four names in my opinion 
to be competitive. And those names have to stay healthy or they're back to where they are now. Cray would be a great start. I agree. I think he looks good in that uni. Who else you got on your list? I'm going to say at the shortstop position, Trey Turner. Yeah, this is kind of the shortstop segment because my I think he gets the bag. I think of all the shortstops, he signs for the biggest deal. I got him signed at eight-year 280. With who? Just with the Phillies. Okay. That's the conversation on Twitter. That's that's the dominant theme, it seems like on Twitter these There's days. just some there's some links there, man. I mean, that's 35 a year. I think you're getting a former batting champ in the NL. You're getting blazing speed, which I think the stolen base is going to be much more important now with the bigger bases, with the limited pickoffs, with um, you know, the bigger bases is going to be four inches closer, but that's a bang bang play. That's the difference between out and safe a lot of times is you know, four to six inches. Um, he's going to be a really big time player the next few years. And, um, you look at who's one of his good friends from his career, Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper has been known to bring guys over that he likes. Um, the Phillies have a window right now, in my opinion. Um, they got to taste the world series. They were two game. There were two wins away from bringing the trophy back to Philly in a city like that. You can't go back to losing. Mm Mm-hmm. You have the pieces right now to be a very competitive team. Um, and you can't just plan on getting the sixth seed or like squeaking in like they did last year. Like that, that took some luck. That took them playing well at the right times to just get into the playoffs. That division is really good. All right. There's, there's, there's so much talent in, in that division between the Braves, the Mets, the Marlins can beat you because they have good pitching. Who knows what the hell Washington's doing? I'm not really worried about them. But the top three teams in that division, it's a dogfight for 162. Like all these guys are going to be the Mets are going to spend money. They have studs. The Braves have put together this core of players that's going to be good for the next five years, at least. Um they got to be great. They just can't, they can't just be good. And they're Dabrowski likes to spend money. So um, I'm just looking at their the roster. Gene Segura, their second baseman is a free agent. I mm-hmm. think they move on from him. If they're able to sign Trey Turner, Bryson Stott, then moves to second base. That's their shortstop. All right. Bryson Stott's a shortstop. He has very good range. I think second basemen are going to be rare, very important in the new game with no shift because second basemen are going to need much more, range they have to cover much more ground because there's not three infielders on that side it's a good point so you're going to need a very athletic second baseman it's not just your smallest guy anymore like this is your at you need two shortstops you honestly do and i think that the boston red sox are looking at that as well that's another reason trevor story needs to be over there big lefty boppers you can't shift anymore so so there's gonna be a lot more hits over there for anthony rizzo and joey gallo guys like that who who, who were terrible against the shift so that being said, if they sign Trey Turner, moving Bryson Stott to second base also makes them better. So, I don't know. It's just something to help them spend that money. And you look at their payroll. Right now, they're projecting like $170, $180 million payroll. $176, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a projection. I think their active players right now are like $140, but that's has some free agents that aren't on there. Uh, with like Nola, Eflin, Segura, a couple other guys. So... Um, they have the money. The The luxury tax threshold is 233 for next year. So they have plenty of room uh, to, to pay a guy 35 if they want and make some other additions that they need because um, I feel like they need another pitcher. So I think I, Phillies I like, makes a lot of sense. I like your point about the shift and needing an athletic second baseman. That's 
a perspective that I hadn't really thought about. And it kind of ties back into the Trevor story, Xander Bogart's conversation. There you go. I meant to, I had it written down earlier for the Bogart stuff and I forgot to say it. That's interesting. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it seems to be the dominant theme. Like I said, Trey Turner to potentially go into Philly. The Philly fans are trying to speak it into existence. So um, that could definitely be a possibility. And by the way, Kevin Long, who was the hitting coach with the Washington Nationals, with Bryce Harper. When, when he won his batting title, right? Yes. Uh, it might have been. might have been. Kyle Schwarber was with Washington when Kevin Long was at Washington. <clears throat> I know Kevin Long. I've known Kevin Philly. Long for a long time. A long time. Um, I've hit with them in, in the off season before out in Arizona with some guys like Justin Upton and, and those guys. He's good, dude. He knows his stuff. Um, he's like, he's like almost feels like a player. Like you're just kind of hanging out like with the boys. He doesn't feel like a coach. Um, and guys love him. He gets a lot out of his guys and he works his ass off. So I don't know, man, it's a good mix. I, I, I think Trey Turner's a perfect fit in Philly. I feel like he's got that like, Hard ass, like hard nose, like play hard, get dirty attitude. I just, I don't know. I kind of like him in that on that team in that clubhouse. He fits in well with those guys. I'm really curious where you go with the Justin Verlander prediction. But first, one more shortstop to add to the list: Dansby Swanson. I think he goes right back to Atlanta. I just don't see him in another uniform. He, I agree. And I want to say it was potentially John Heyman or another MLB Network analyst. They made a great point in that saying the shortstop market is a shortstop market. In other words, the teams that already have a shortstop mark, uh, excuse me, a shortstop in place, they're not going to come out of nowhere and sneak in and grab one of these shortstops. So a team that is losing a shortstop, such as the Dodgers with Trey Turner, the Braves with Dansby Swanson, the twins with Carlos Correa, that's your market. And those are also the teams that typically have the most money for a shortstop. So I could easily see Dansby playing shortstop at Dodger stadium in Southern California. That could certainly be an option. I could see Dansby uh, potentially uh, taking a smaller, eight, uh, excuse me, a smaller. About Seattle. Seattle, maybe, but I think they're pretty, they like J.P. Crawford. They do. There was a lot of people flirting with the idea of Carlos Correa to Seattle last offseason, but Jerry Depoto came out and said that J.P. Crawford is our guy. Trevor yeah. Story was a potential. There's guy. Uh, some people saying they like Trey Turner to Seattle, and but they think he could play like center field, which doesn't make sense because Trey Turner is a really good shortstop. <laughs> I I totally agree. I hate that idea. Like it makes sense to be like, why would you pay a guy that much money and be like, hey, we're gonna change your position? Yeah, it makes, it makes no sense, sense. To, to, to kick Tatis to the outfield because <laughs> he's had his issues at shortstop. But you look at Trey Turner; he's a very good defender, so that very good. really good sense to me at all. I think just Dansby, and I think Dansby might even take a little bit of a hometown discount, maybe because he knows that the Braves are going to be competitive right. for three, four, if not longer years. Um, and he's 28 years old. I think Alex Anthopoulos, that front office, loves that. I think the reason, one of the main reasons, is they lost Freddie Freeman is because Freddie Freeman was coming up on age. And what does Alex Anthopoulos do? do? He locks down his young players. He locks down his Michael Harris, his Ozzy Albies, his Ronald Acuna Jr. And he's part of that core, man. Like, this, is there something that goes with keeping a group of guys together because they build a relationship and a clubhouse culture? Mm -hmm. uh, he's a big part of that. So you don't really want to get rid of that. You know, he has something good in there. When you acquire a minor league player, that shows what the front office thinks of you, too. They acquired Dansby Swanson, former number one overall pick from Arizona. They liked what they saw from the scouting department five, six years ago. So – Obviously, the numbers are more updated. Things have changed. 
but that scouting department in Atlanta has. What to was that it. deal? Shelby Miller. Oh my God. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, Shelby Miller was nasty there for a bit, and then he got hurt. Yeah. All right. Next on the list. I got. I go in Verlander here. Verlander. Okay. I'm. I'm really curious to hear your prediction here. I've been looking forward to this. Probably. You are going to be let down. You're just going to have him return in Houston. I huh? think he returns. All I right. think he opted out to to get more money. It makes the most sense, right? Dude, he's going to win a Cy Young. Like, mm-hmm. go get your money since you really need it. You know, he's struggling. But I think he resigns with the Astros. Um, they they have cash to spend. Uh, they have a projected payroll of 165. Once again, it's not my money, but that's a lot of room to work with the threshold to stay competitive and go sign a guy who won the AL Cy Young. <laughs> which he's going to, in my opinion, right? 100%. Right? Okay, yeah. I thought so, too. Um, Dylan Sees and uh, Manoa are, are the Manoa, other. Manoa, right, island. yeah. So I I think he's going to push for a three-year deal. He's not going to get it. He's going to be 40 in February. So I think he gets a two-year deal, and I think he makes 40 per. I think we're looking at, like, two at 80. Um, I think, yeah, I think if, if he wants a three-year deal, it's going to have to be less but I, I think a two-year is safe with someone who's going to pitch when they're 40 and 41 um, with a new elbow. I mean, his, his, his elbow is a newborn. So uh, the rest of his body, as we saw in the playoffs, he lost some velocity, and he's having to pitch a little differently now. He's still very good. Um, it's also the end of a season, a year removed from Tommy John, which he pitched an entire season other than the time he missed with the calf the last month of the season. So he logged a lot of innings, threw a lot of pitches, um, a year after that surgery. So something else that goes into this. All right. He and his family have a home in Jupiter, Florida, 20 minutes from Jupiter, Florida is West Palm beach. That is where the Astro spring training complex is at this point in his life. He's got a kid. He's married. He's not a bachelor running the streets and with no kids, nothing else to worry about. That matters to be in your bed with your family, keep your family at home a little longer for two, a month and a half, two months longer. Um, and I think that matters to him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to come down to, will they give him 40 a year, which I think they have the room to do that and they should do that. So I, I get 39 years old is like 80, 40 years old is like 80 years old and, and baseball and baseball years, but he's winning a side young. He's earned this go back to the Astros, let them remain, um, in the ALCS mix for next year, seven straight years. Our colleague at CBS Sports, RJ Anderson, his top landing spots for Verlander are the Astros, Atlanta, and Baltimore. A little bit of a conversation starting with the Yankees potentially getting involved. I don't think. No, did you hear what he said in his like exit interview? He did an interview with uh, Houston Media like a couple of days ago, and he, he said he didn't like how the Yankees did things. He doesn't like the fans because he doesn't want to be booed by his home fans. Um Not- and he said he does. He doesn't want to have to deal with someone that is that in depth with the analytics. And there's no. He likes the old school way. So I guess that's how they they're doing it. You know, a little bit of both or a lot of both in Houston, and he likes that. So by him saying that makes me think even more he wants to stay. But he he pretty much said I'm not going to New York. New York, man. It seems to me, and I've made this argument <clears throat> in the past that New York is kind of falling behind the times. Because they have this this brand that's so historical, right? Everyone because of Steinbrenner. For, everybody wants to play for the Yankees. Everybody, it means more to wear the pinstripes. I think a lot of that's still true. I think kids 
definitely dream of playing in, in Yankee Stadium, playing in the playoffs, wearing the pinstripes, la di da. I think nowadays, especially once you become of age, you realize that playing for the Yankees is not what you once thought it was. Getting booed after hitting 62 home runs it's, isn't the best feeling in the world. You know what I mean? It's, it's different now. Did you, I did mean, you, when you were a kid, did you want to play for the Yankees? No. <laughs> no. You didn't care. No, I was never a fan of the Yankees. I, I liked watching the Yankees, but I was a Texas Rangers fan. Mm-hmm. And my other team was actually the Boston Red Sox because I, I really, but that didn't happen until like 03, like 2003 when they were really good and they ended up getting beat in the playoffs. But I liked their team. And then 04, 03, 04, I was a freshman in high school, was like really getting into it. Like I was always a Rangers fan when I was little because I could go to Rangers games. But then like I wanted to find a team that I could like watch in the playoffs. And I was like, oh, I like the Red Sox 03 team. And then they won it in 04. They broke the curse. I like the whole curse thing. Like, because 03, I thought was their year. I was like, oh, they're going to win it this year. And I really got locked into their squad. 04, they won it. 07, I was drafted in June, signed in August, was in instructional league in Fort Myers, Florida when they won the world series in 07, we're watching it in the, it was called the ambassador hotel, piece of shit, terrible hotel in Fort Myers, Florida. We called it the bad acidor. It was, it was so bad, but just like me, Ryan Presley was my roommate. Um, Hunter Strickland, Presley Anthony, was your Rizzo, roommate. Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. Yeah. We all like, those were my boys. Drake Brett, Britton. You, if you remember that name? Did you talk with Ryan at all after he won the world series? Say it again. Did you talk with Ryan? I text him. The morning of game six, okay. I was just like, dude, I was, I was in uh, Athens, Georgia with Jenny. Cause I went to the Georgia Tennessee game and I was, I was working out and I had uh intentional talk or it was MLB live or something. MLB now, whatever it was, I don't know. And they were talking about uh, Morosi had a really good story on Presley and uh, his dad who passed away and, and all this. And I text Morosi and was like, dude, I love, thank you for talking about like these guys as human beings. Cause we just see him as chess pieces as players and then like robots. And he's like, we're talking back and forth. I was like, man, I got to reach out to press. So I was texting. I was like, so proud of you, man. Like you're doing it. Like, so I hope you have a second, like you're older now, like to soak this in. You got a family. And he's like, dude, this is so awesome. And then they went and won it that night. I didn't talk to him after they won it, but just kind of like a quick check-in like, Hey bud, thinking about you type thing. Like that. Brandon Nimmo is next on my list for predictions. Sneaky, sneaky signing. Like, he's a good player. I don't think the Mets are going to shy away from re-signing Brandon Nimmo and spending that money. Steve Cohen is never going to shy away from spending I think he's a guy that they will try to lowball because he they know he wants to stay. The Dodgers are in position to where they can either tender Cody Bellinger a one-year qualifying offer. To get Cody Bellinger back on a one-year deal, a guy that had a 280 on base percentage last season. The thing is, too, with Belly, I hate to interrupt you, but I don't want to forget this. If you offer, like, that's paying a lot of money for a shit player. Like, he's not the same guy anymore. He's three years removed from an He's going to take it. You're not going to get a draft pick. You know, it's like, he's going to take it. He knows he's not going to get more than that. Option A, you give Cody (laughs) Bellinger a one-year deal, and it's probably going to cost you near $20 million. Option yeah. B is you look to the market or the trade market, you know, for agent market, trade, trade market. Brandon Nimmo, according to The Athletic, is likely going to demand. Where'd you go? What, what is he, 30? He's 29 what? years old. He's likely going to demand, according to The Athletic, a five-year, $100 million deal. I think the Dodgers are more than willing to spend $100 million on a starting center fielder. Yeah, I think so, too. Durable. What about the Mariners? 
that's been I like that's a, I feel like that's a good fit. I think the Mariners <clears throat> I don't think they want to give up on Kellenic yet. No, but he can also play other positions in the outfield. Sure. But but you got J Rod. But like how many chances? Like he's had chances. Like how many chances does he get? When he keeps coming, you just keep like rolling the dice on him and it's it's not happening. Yeah. Good in triple A, but it's not it's an option. And and you don't want to do the whole That's another thing with the Mariners too. Like the window's open now. Like go. Go. You don't want to put all your marbles in one basket either. If this was two years ago, like, yeah, just stick with Kalanick and just keep building. But, like, you got to go win now, and you got to compete with the Astros. The Rangers are going to spend money. The Who knows what the Angels are going to do, right? Like, are they, they got to try to add something to be competitive. But it, you're going to have to face Otani and face Trout at some point in those games. So they can still beat you. So you got to be competitive. You can't play for the sixth spot in, in the playoff seating. Like, that's tough. You need to – that first-round buy is massive. So, and I don't know. I think it's go similar. time for the Mariners the next next two years. Like Similarly, in the National League West is an arms race between the Padres. Giants are expected to spend money. The Diamondbacks actually showed a lot of promise this last year too. So, I think bring it, you're losing Trey Turner. The Dodgers are. Uh, you, they just declined the option on Justin Turner. So, your left side of the infield is open. They have money to spend. I think Brandon Nimmo is a really good fit in L.A. You have two guys on your list. Give me one, and we'll save your bonus prediction for the last. All right, I got to go uh, Carlos Rodon. Okay. Arguably right. the best pitcher on the market other than DeGrom. Arguably the – the yeah, he's the guy that everybody wants. Uh, the last couple of years, he's shown to be relatively healthy. The stuff has been there. The velocity's been there. He's gone no-hitter deep into games multiple times. The strikeout numbers there, uh, percentage was like 33% last year, which is absurd, which in this day and age, being able to strike guys out is massive. It's going to be even bigger when there's not a shift and you can't just place guys exactly where the ball is going to be hit because you can't do that really uh, with no shift. So I'm going Rodon to the Texas Rangers. That makes a lot of sense. I like that. Pick. I'm just looking at the roster and I'm like, all right, this team's building. They signed their middle infield for 500 million last year. They need a lot more pieces. And that starts with constructing a competitive rotation. You know, we hear, we heard the rumblings of DeGrom and Kershaw uh, being connected to the Rangers. I, if DeGrom leaves the Mets, I think he goes to the Braves. That's just my that's just my gut feeling. I think he stays with the Mets. Kershaw obviously just signed the deal, came to terms uh, on one-year deal with uh, with L.A., so he's not going there, which they kind of were hoping to get him since he's a Texas boy, this and that. Um, Texas also just made the qualifi- qualifying offer to Martin Perez. We hit on a little bit earlier. Uh, I'd be surprised if he didn't take that, so that's an arm they can probably bet on having. We brought up Chris Young being their uh, their new GM pitching guy. He's going to build that staff from the ground up. He understands pitching. He understands makeup of guys. Bochy's great. They have John Gray, Odorizzi, which we talked about. Um, I just it just feels like a good fit. It just it, it just you know you just like close your eyes and you can picture certain guys in certain uniforms and I could just like see that. And I, I feel like they have to make a splash. They're going to go spend money on a big guy. Uh, if we're looking at money, I'm going to say four years, a hundred. Okay. So that's tw- uh, 25 a year. He yeah. was he was he made 20. He was set to make 22 had he opt, but he opted out. Mm-hmm. So I think 25 a year is doable. You don't want to go six years, five six years with this guy because he does have a history of injury. I think four years he's earned that, and I think 25 a year. Um, you don't want to go to that 30 range. Be just because there is that chance that he misses half the season. 
So I think four at a hundred is, is pretty solid for him. I don't know if it's Carlos Rodon, Chris Bassett, maybe in a, even a Verlander or DeGrom. I don't know. I can guarantee you this. The Texas Rangers will sign a big name. They're an ace or a number two starting pitcher this off season. Yeah. They, they are, if they sign a number two, oh, wow. likely he's the ace in Texas. So. The last guy that I have on my list, Anthony Rizzo. There's certainly a potential for him to return to New York. They're going to need a first baseman. Yeah. Maybe even Boston is an option. I don't know. But now Boston ain't an option. I think they believe in Casas. And there's Hosmer. Like, there's depth there. I think San Diego is a great landing spot, and that's where I have them going. They're going to lose Josh Bell to free agency. They obviously got rid of Eric Hosmer. even though they You know had... he played there back in the day, right? Right, yeah. For Boston traded him in the Adrian Gonzalez trade. It's funny, man. The Padres had Trey Turner and Anthony Rizzo both on the roster as minor leaguers. Yeah. Man. Well, Rizzo got there as a big, got to the big leagues with him. Right. And he couldn't, he couldn't hit a fastball. He was getting like his doors blown off by heaters and had to make some adjustments, but figured it out. Um, Rizzo is a guy who's going to have a big year. I think uh, without the shift, he was like top two, I think in players affected by the shift. So all of a sudden that 230, 240 is 275. You know, baseball is all about confidence and how you're feeling. You're feeling good because you're getting knocks. All of a sudden, you're you're, you're hitting more taters, too, because you're feeling good. So, I think a big year for Anthony Rizzo coming up, in my opinion. I think the Yankees might even be the top landing spot, but I think San Diego is a real dark horse because they need a first baseman. I mentioned the National League West is an arms race. The Padres are going to sign guys just to block them from going to the Dodgers. Now, Josh Bell's a free agent, right? Josh Bell is a free agent. Okay. And they've talked about potentially keeping Hassan Kim at shortstop and then moving Tatis. Over I think you still got to give you still got to give Tatis a run at short, maybe. And then you put Cronenworth at first base. They they've reportedly discussed that, but now you're shifting around your entire infield. I don't know how realistic that is. The easy option would just Kim be- was really good too, like great defensively, great so defensively. good. So we'll see what the Padres end up doing. I do think Anthony Rizzo is a great fit for San Diego, though. You're essentially just filling the spot of Josh Bell. In my opinion, Rizzo is an upgrade over Josh Bell. In regards to power, consistency, defensively. I like you have it. a bonus pick. Yeah, so I just threw this on there last second. Uh, Justin Turner. Mm-hmm. So, had a really good year last year. Like Talking the, about uniforms. Actually, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say uh, a really good year. His second half, he went on a, on a stretch where he was crushing the ball and looked like old JT. Mm-hmm. So, what are we saying about uniform? Because this might play exactly into what I'm saying. I was just gonna say, it's going to be weird seeing him. I, I know he was a New York Met and Baltimore Oriole. I get that. but Right. So, okay. So then we'll put him in a uniform that we've seen him in before. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, okay. Okay. So. That would be interesting. It would be, but he is a perfect veteran to continue the growth of that young up and coming team, man. Like they, you got to, they have like Rugnet Odor. They have Robinson Chirinos. They have Jordan Lyles, but like you need a real, like a veteran who has won. He's won, man. He went, he's been in the playoffs like nine times. Mm-hmm. Why not add that? And Baltimore doesn't want to spend a ton of money in Justin Turner. No, but like sign him to a two year deal. Mm-hmm. And I, and he's been there before. I think there, you know, it would be kind of cool for him if he could even just like finish his career there, you know? And who knows? Maybe something catches on, but like, I don't know. It just seems right. They they need someone, and they had a uh, 
who was the kid they had playing third base? Gunnar Henderson. Mm-hmm. And he's not. And he's more of a middle infielder. But they had him playing. They had him playing. They had him playing third base just because that's where he fit in the lineup, and they wanted his bat. But they don't have like a true third baseman, and like I think that's a good fit. And like it's more. It's beyond the back of Justin Turner's baseball card. It's more what he's going to be able to do to help grow that team into a winner. Like they've already changed the culture there. Those kids show up every day in Baltimore. They get out of their cars. They walk to the stadium. They walk into the stadium and they expect to win. That's been the biggest thing to change in Baltimore over the years is like guys were coming there and they were vets like JJ Hardy, Adam Jones, Chris Davis, both Chris Davises, like all these studs have been through there and they get, they're showing up going, we're getting our ass kicked today. We're going to lose 90 games this year. They don't feel that way anymore, man. They have a really good manager who's meshed with them. They, 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 they've just grown these players. They stuck with the blueprint of their plan over the past few years. They didn't go crazy this year at the trade deadline uh, and just to go add people because, oh, we get now's our chance. Like, no, now's not your chance. You're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel of all this shit you've dealt with the last few years because you've been developing these players. Now they're showing up. Justin Turner could be a piece to continue that growth and help them get where they're going. Like that. There you have it, folks. I know you all waited for it. Those are our free agency predictions. All likelihood, none of them are correct, and you'll all look look at our or all of them are hard and, and tell us <laughs> we're just morons, right? Hey, that was fun. I like that. So, before we log off, we mentioned it's Veterans Day. My niece Carson, I want to share this story. She's turning thirteen years old today. Her dad died in Afghanistan. My brother. She, this is what she does for her birthday ever since since she was seven years old. What would a seven-year-old ask for their birthday? Anything, right? It, makeup stuff, drawing stuff, right? Ever since she was seven years old, the only thing she's ever asked for, and she texted me again. I, I said, what do you want for your birthday? Again, this year, she says, gift cards. And people think, okay, well, that makes sense. A kid wants gift cards. This 13-year-old girl now, she's only ever asked for gift cards since she was seven years old because she then takes the gift cards and gives them to local police officers and firefighters every wow. single year on her birthday. Every year. And this is a girl that lost her dad. She was born on Veterans Day. Her dad is a veteran. How incredible is that? I, I just have to brag about my niece. I love being an uncle and that's something I just- She's seven? She's now 13. 13. She's sorry. Sorry. You said she started when she was seven. Since she was seven years old. Yeah. What seven-year-old girl asked for gift cards so that she can go to the local police and fire stations to give hey, them? Man, we need more people like that <laughs> because that's, that's special. That's a, she's got a special heart. Unbelievable. It was great talking for agency with you. It's just getting started, folks. It's just getting started. Happy Veterans Day to everybody. Have a great weekend. Peace. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.